Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Triple Clowns, our weekly show, where it's me, the D-O-double-G, Randall Johnson, alongside the beautiful Sarah Marie, Mrs. Big News, and Tom from Tom and Tom Racing is joining us again. That's right, he's here. We have a very special guest. Tom's going to tell us about him right now. Tom, tell us about him. We have, uh, and I met this man twice, uh, two different states, two different tracks. Uh, A lot of people know him on Twitter. Uh, his name is Thomas Kearney, and uh, he is the announcer at Shenandoah. And uh, he's a he's a fellow handicapper. Saw him down at Laurel in his first time up at Delaware. Uh, he's a good follow on Twitter. White House historian and a couple of fun a uh, couple other fun facts. I know he's he's likes his uh, he has applied to be a guest host in Jeopardy. So he's he's an all around. Uh, individual unlike unlike me and randy that only know horses uh but i i do really? yeah what i when i met with thomas i was telling when i met with thomas at the maryland millions told him that uh we'd like to get him on uh either the major league show this show or or my show the off the rail he opted to come on with randy and sarah so here we are thomas welcome to the show hey guys thanks for having me and and i believe um thomas can we call you uh the big t uh, That's correct. Yes. Okay. So the they don't call me the Big Robert. T for nothing. I'm going to call you the Big T from now on, baby. That's right. Yeah. Thomas is here, the Big T. Welcome, Thomas, to the Triple Clowns. And like we tell everybody out here, you're coming along for the ride, and it's a little bit of a bumpy one, a lot. And we're going to go over news, recaps, and we're going to talk to you, Thomas, a little bit, and then we're going to do um, a little harness racing trivia. And we're going to see how Sarah and Tom can do. Basically, a little version of who's the horse's ass, which you guys hate, but we're going to give them. Yeah. We uh, Tom's raising his hand, so we already know who the horse's there ass we is. Know, we know. Um, but we're going to do that, and so we're going to go from that. So, um, Thomas, welcome. Big T. Welcome. I almost called you Mr. T, which would have been awesome. Uh, hey, the Who don't call me Big T? <laughs> yeah, Big T. All right, Big T. Welcome. And we're going to go through it right now. Sarah, All right. All right, let's start off um, with some kind of exciting news for California. Uh, Johnny V staying for Santa Anita. Yeah. That's pretty Solid. cool. We're excited. Um, I'm glad we, we can steal him away for, for at least the, the winter meet at Santa Anita. Um, we'll see how long we can keep him here. Why wouldn't every jockey come to California during Wait, the winter? I'm sorry, I, came from the, Florida. I came from the East Coast, and I live in California now. And I don't even care what anybody says about racing or anything like that. Purses, whatever. How I, I don't even understand the, the, when the Ortiz brothers are running an aqueduct. I think to myself, and the frigid cold. You're like, why? What are they doing? Um, why? Yeah. So Johnny B in California, not surprising because I mean, you're gonna go to Gulfstream or Tampa. He usually I mean, goes to Gulfstream. I know, but I, I mean, you might as well. So Gulfstream, San Anito. Santa Anita. I mean, if Santa Anita also hosts a lot of lucrative Kentucky Derby That's, prep races, yeah, giving yeah, him some exactly. more Malmstead to more Derby's his resume. Yeah, absolutely. So he got three absolutely. Animal Kingdom, always dreaming, authentic. Let's see if number four can come this spring. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that makes total sense. Good, good point. Good point, Tom. Um, that's a very good point because he is probably there because of that. Yeah. And also because it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> And the show Viber contest. I'll talk to you guys in a month when I'm at the beach and you're in front of a fireplace. I was just I was just complaining to Tom before the big T before the show that uh, he asked me how I was doing. I was saying I'm sick and tired of this damn cold, and it's only the end of November. So we have got a long ways to go, Tom. I went to college up in West Michigan, so I've had frigid winters. Winter of 2019, the polar vortex came through, canceled classes for a week. I didn't leave the house. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Well, I didn't leave the house when I had classes in college, so it didn't matter. <laughs> no, we're not doing the same thing with no snow. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that you no, know, exactly. I, I grew up in New England, not really north. I was in northeastern Connecticut, but the, I'm telling you, like Delaware, just shut up. It's not even like that. That's so, true. Like, Delaware is like warmer. mild compared yeah. to. Oh, I know, I know. But yeah, so anyway, good for Johnny B. Good for John. Sense. bigger purses, <laughs> bigger races. Santa Anita, why not? It's a long meet. You know, you can rent a house easier for six months. And 
it'll be good to see him here. Mm-hmm. And it makes it makes sense. And Tom, good point. With, with he'll, he'll, he'll hook up with his buddy uh, Bobby B. Uh, get get a couple get a couple of those horses. Um, be interesting. Of course, to see. Bob's not allowed to run in the next two Kentucky Derbies. Right. Yeah, but I think that's going to change, though, Tom. I think that's. I think we've heard they're going to court one January. Many of January. Well, that's with Naira. Well, that's with Naira, and I think. Yep. I really don't think. I think you're going to see when you see Corniche pull out of the barn, and you see that they're going to be sure about it then. Um, but I, I, I really don't think that's going to happen. No, and there was um, an article that did come out. So Corniche is taking some time off, and um, they did make it that. clear that Corniche will be going back to Bob after the time off to resume training. Which um, makes you think so- they know. A little. They know something. Yeah. It's either that or, like I've been saying, Bob's just going to go and dominate these high point. And then win the Freakness and the Belmont. Like, oh, oh, and be well. like, yeah, but if you're an Screw owner, you don't want to win the Derby. I mean, right. Well, I mean, it depends. Really. I mean, maybe if you're like. If you're like, this horse really the, has a shot at the Triple yeah, Crown. Like the Dolphin or something. Like you're just like, yeah. Then they're like, just, yeah, if you're just like, I've done this before. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. We'll but see. Anyway. It'll be interesting. But yeah, good for good for Johnny. Um, yeah, I, I I see it as a is a good move and um, opens up some doors for it's it's almost like it was a trade Trevor McCarthy for for Johnny V. Trevor comes back in Naira and uh, in Johnny I love v. Trevor, but you need West. a player to be named later at that point. I mean, let's let's face it. Uh, Trevor's got a baby girl on the way, so, so that's maybe she'll be the player yeah, to be named later. There, there you right? go. Wait, like she had the baby, right? No, no, uh, not until well, December. You and she had the baby. I don't no, know. No, uh, that was Norman Gabby with their son crew. Yeah, maybe. that was okay. Gabby Gadet. Okay. Um, we'll edit that. <clears throat> okay. Because I don't know when babies are born. He doesn't know. Babies come when they're ready. No, yeah. that's when the stork well, the brings stork them, right? Comes, they bring the baby. And, yes, that's I don't, exactly. I mean, I don't, so yeah. Trevor, did you have to talk in school? He missed that class. Ah. Uh, we we kind of talked in, about it we were talking about room. how Trevor had moved back because all their family was there, the baby's on the way. Right. And so I, I was trying was to explain to Randy that that's the address that the stork knows. That's why they had to move back so I they g- can get a baby. Okay, I giggled during sex ed a lot, and they threw <laughs> me, me too. out of class. So. He, he still giggles about. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I'm. I'll be 25 in January, but I'm going on 12. Yeah. Hey. Be worse. Randy's 45 going on 12. So you're fine. <laughs> I've been on 12 for a just long a time. Just a forewarning. There you go. Big team might not get any better. I'm just saying. You're looking at this guy. <laughs> Welcome to the club, my friend. Welcome to the club. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's move on. We have a couple more things in the news I wanted to bring up. So the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act has proposed a rule to limit claiming race race purses to 1.6 times the claiming price of the horse. Now, with that just being said, in theory, you're like, oh, this could be a good thing, but it really, like, there's so much turmoil that this has caused among the horse players, and I thought there's some very good quotes that I think really shine a light as to why this isn't viewed as something good when um, trainer George Leonard said, but, you know, that's what the stewards are for. That's what they're supposed to do. Limit the amount of times a horse can run. But to limit the purse structure is just crazy, especially with these smaller tracks that are struggling anyways. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, and you look at Funner Park last winter. Um, there was a uh, well-known horse that was claimed and he ran at Fawner and people had to come rescue him. I forgot the name of the horse. Uh, name escapes me. And last summer or fall, there was a horse at Belterra Park that was a claimer. He had run a lot. No, wait. That's the one who hadn't run in several years, had an accident on the track, and had to be put down on the track. Yeah. I'm getting my uh, things confused. That caused a huge uproar. So many people that morning were like, how is this horse allowed to run? And then that right. happened, yeah. and they were just like, okay, the average handicapper can point out that this horse shouldn't be racing. Yeah, and, and you know, we we go through this um, with my racers, and actually, that's why I like the syndicates with a lot of people because that'll never happen. Because instead of going to a low level claimer to somebody you don't know or anything like that, they'll retire the horse and they'll eat it. 
and they'll eat it. And they'll take, that's something out there for the people that do complain about that. I mean, um, you know, we look at, I won't even name names because I'll probably get in trouble for it, but we all know what I'm talking about when we put up. I saw, I saw a couple of people that were complaining that are better big quote unquote, big names on, on Twitter. Yeah. And, and, about it. and, and, you know, when you drop something down, you don't know who's going to buy your horse. And then what That's happens right. with your horse and what they do with your horse. Mm-hmm. And, and we do go through that in a sense of, we'd rather just retire the horse than go on my level climbers. Um, even, yeah. Yeah, even in braiding, uh, we saw that with Ferdinand back in the early 2000s. Instead of gelding him, they just slaughtered him, turned him into steaks and pet food. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's it, you're right. I mean, they, we went to um, over Japan. 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 Um, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And then, then we, you know, at least we made a little conscious effort to go over there and make sure that doesn't happen with our horses. But um, it, it is weird, though, because. It's not weird. It, it, it's what it is where there needs to be something regulating. If you're a boxer or any fighter, and I know this from <laughs> combat sports, like people that do it and been around it enough. Um, when you're a certain age or you're a certain whatever, your physical and everything is way higher. There's way higher. Like Mike Tyson couldn't get an actual real boxing license that's why it's an exhibition when he does yes. it with whatever because he's too old he's too and he can't he can't pass the, the what it is why can't that be with horses that's that's a great point I mean, and as with humans here, uh, as with humans a horse's body tends to wear down and change over time so that's uh that's yeah. a good point yeah, so I, you know, so it feels like they're maybe trying to do that or or something like that. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I know a story of a place I go to a farm where a horse, twenty years old now, sweetest horse in the world, was a big horse in the two thousands, uh, early two thousand nineties or whatever, because that one was twenty years old. Um, and somebody claimed him, wasn't taking care of him. They went and claimed him back to retire. Imagine that. Hmm. That's I mean, great. That's a problem. I especially, think that's what they did at Fawner last winter, but I'm not positive. What's that? I think that's what they did at Fawner last winter, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, now I'm going to buy back my horse so it's not treated terrible. I mean. And, it, and that's that at the end of the day, listen, we're, we're all handicappers. We're all betters, but the, we're not we're not the cavemen barbarians that just don't give a damn about, about the horse. And that's why places like old friends and tons of other places are so racing for home or so, so important. many places, yeah, racing so for many home. places. We, we, um, we, we put it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's great, but it, it's a, this is a, it's an interesting move and, and it's, we'll see what happens six months from now, a year from now where, yeah. where we are with it and where the public, where the public is with it. I know, uh, and I feel like if, if horses are like at a 3,000-hour claiming race and they get claimed, I think they should be forced to be gilded. Because I'm like Bob Barker at this point. Make your horse spayed or neutered. Because you know they're going to try to breed that 3,000-hour climber. I got I got gilded for a whole lot less than $3,000. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, actually, your whole community pitched in uh, for that. Oh, so. God. Well, we'll see. So the, the full effect of this won't take place until July this coming. Oh, okay. uh, July 1st. So, yep, July 1st. So we'll see how this kind of all unfolds, I would say, really over the next couple of years. And see, the biggest fear is the smaller trainers aren't going to be able to hang in there anymore because the bigger yeah. barns have just dominated yep. the industry. Uh, true. Um, and it is true. We see it out, especially out here, you know. Um, trainers don't like to come to California because of who they have to race against. Um so we don't get well, yeah. Our guy, our, our friend and former who actually won a race today at Parks, Troy Johnson. He lives like with an hour's drive of you folks out there in well, uh more than that. Uh, like out there in La La Land or yeah. Cala Weirdville. Um, and he and he runs his horses down at real people's places like parks and Delaware Park. But no, all kidding aside, um you're exactly right. He he's a small owner and with her in that lives out out west but hey you know what i i can't run out here i'm shipping out to the mid-atlantic yeah exactly yeah well i kind of on that note unless you have more to say 
On that note, the next piece I was going to bring up is parks. They are adding five $100,000 stakes races to the end of their card, something that these tracks are doing to entice horses and trainers to come and race. So we got three stakes races on the December 28th, the Chris Kringle, Mrs. Claus, and the Blitzen, which I thought was cute. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. Perfect uh, holiday theme there. Exactly. Who doesn't want to go to Philadelphia in December? <laughs> well, $100,000. Give me a break. No line at Independence Hall. So <laughs> go there if you get the chance to go to parks. But the uh, carousel in, I think it's Ben Franklin Park, but I'm not positive. It's sponsored by Parks Racing, and they have a horse with the uh, Smarty Jones blinkers on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I remember I played mini golf there when I was 10, but I forget the name of that park. They can go to Lancaster and go to all those Christmas shops. Yeah, the Christmas tree the stores. Uh, furniture, yeah. My mom's neck of the woods. Maybe check out Penn National and Hershey Chocolate World, too. You can't miss Her- Hershey. I the mean, capital of Pennsylvania that most people forget most about. Most people do forget that. Harrisburg. My mom's hometown. Harrisburg. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Most people would never know that. Oh. They probably think, you know. Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. Yeah, because yeah, the big cities, but Harrisburg's yeah. actually more it's central right in the, in the yeah, state. Yeah, it's right in the middle. Yeah. It's hard for yeah, That's what nice. most state yeah. capitals do, except for uh, Tallahassee and Juneau, to name a few. Yeah, <laughs> Al- yeah. yeah Albany, New York. You know, Rainy and I got to stay in Harrisburg. Yeah, I mean, look, Austin, I mean, I mean, we could just have a whole sidebar conversation of state capitals. But, I would and I'm actually halfway through my bucket list of visiting all the state capitals. I'm not going to name them for you because I'd probably bore people to death. Yeah, state capitals aren't usually a huge thing for people to like really. No, like. that, that's not a big YouTube uh, YouTube thing. Nah. But I think it's, uh, yeah, parks, that's that's freaking great that they're at it. And I smell a uh, special episode of Off the Rail uh, for for those for all those parks uh, rated stakes races. And again, just getting back to we had a few grade twos at delaware this year and it's you you folks see you see the big time jocks all at like the a plus jockeys all the time like it's so cool when you see, when mike smith comes to delaware park it's like an event you like you guys have dinner with them that's 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 all well and good but it, it's really it's it's cool when we have the grade two uh even sometimes even grade three grade one um pennsylvania derby you have uh ask me some like right next to me at the, the Pennsylvania Derby. I mean it's it's or the or the Haskell. So we need more of those at the yeah at, at the at the smaller tracks. It, it yeah. is true because they do come out to the smaller tracks and because you always say that and it's um you know even when like vertical threat going to Charlestown was like a big deal to people in Charlestown. Or even Mahoney like, Valley. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mahoney Valley when he went to Steel Valley uh, Sprint. Yeah. But but then, we had Mike but, Smith come to Laurel uh, for the Francis Dash Day last fall and every February President's Weekend we have the Winter Sprint Fest and sometimes the Ortiz brothers come. That's awesome. It's not great this week and you have all these big name stars roaming your home tracks. So all right, we're on the map. But yeah. I like that yeah. Parks yeah. Racing yeah. is adding all these uh stakes races on the uh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday cards because mm-hmm. not a because not a lot of the big tracks are open on most weekdays. Yeah. Most right. focus on weekends. So the concept of racing during the weekdays, like at parks and what Fauner did during the pandemic, that brought a lot of interest in. It yeah. did. Absolutely. That was a great thing no what doubt. they did during the pandemic. Fauner, Will Rogers. I had never played Fauner or Will. And then during the pandemic, when I was stuck at home and not doing oh, virtual yeah. school, I was just on first bet. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Rogers. I was like, I, I am a true degenerate. I'm playing Will Rogers. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I should be working. What the well, hell? Really? Going I guess what you guys are saying, the pandemic just created more degenerates. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, like, yeah. I noticed <laughs> oh my that God, yeah. like when it was typically Kentucky Derby time during the pandemic, a lot of more people were interested in horse racing. And I even had people ask me about racing. Yeah. So I want to see more interest in racing. I just didn't think it would take a tragic pandemic to do so. Right. right. Exactly. I know. Right. Um, and I mean, before the pandemic, there was uh, Dylan on Twitter. His mom, Mindy, would post this pictures of these kids in a Woody t-shirt hanging out around Will Rogers and all the other Oklahoma tracks. 
So before the pandemic, Dylan put Will Rogers on the map. So shout out to him. That's awesome. (laughs) Yes. All right. The last piece of news I want to talk about before we recap races is Oakland starting on December 3rd. It's an early Christmas present for all us DGENs. Exactly. Typically, we start around, typically, Oakland before that started around either my birthday and then to Martin Luther King weekend. And we all assume we know when we when Thomas's birthday is. And Martin Luther King weekend. It's like the January 20th. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know any holidays. So don't. He doesn't even know his own birthday. That. Yeah, no. <laughs> but wait, wait, Something you should know. 20th, right? Or 18th? 20th? You're, the, you're either a day before or a day after me. Martin Luther King's actual birthday is January 15th, but when President Reagan signed it into law for the third Monday in January, okay. some days it falls on inauguration day. Some days if inauguration day falls on a Sunday, the public ceremony takes place on the 21st, which is King Day, and some days it falls on his actual birthday. See? There you go. And when is your birthday? Now we need to know. January 25th, 1997. I'm January 26th. Wow. Same as Wayne Gretzky. Oh, nice. Wow. 1990s. Oh, my God. And the day uh, two years ago, the day basketball died. That is true. 1997. Remember 1997? That actually happened. I'm as old as Saichi Pegasus. That's how old I tell people I am. I met my wife in 1997. Wow. <laughs> I was in New York on a TV show for Oxygen. In that was in elementary That's almost a true story. <laughs> that but the day basketball wow. died. Yeah, I remember that because that that happened um, like four miles from our house. The day where we died? used to live. Kobe and Gigi Bryant. When Kobe the, the, the helicopter oh, crash. Oh, right. oh, yeah, there were a lot of similarities yeah. between that, that helicopter that. crash and the airplane crash known as the day the music died. Before that before Buddy Holly's family knew, the media knew, just like before the Bryant family knew, the media knew. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Buddy yeah. Holly's Willow Maria was just livid. And I was taking a music class in my last semester at college. So the next day, I talk about that law and how the uh, law that before the public gets notified, family members get notified. And then we start singing the chorus of American Pie since it was a music class. What was it? Richie Valens' mom knew, heard it on the yeah. radio, right? Uh, she heard it on the radio. But he always heard it on the radio. And uh, what's funny is I was the same age Richie Valens was at the time of his death when I called my first race, 17. I mean, I know in pictures Richie looks older than 17, but he was 17. Well, 17 in that time was older. Was like 35 now. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you see pictures of me calling my first race at Monmouth, I look older than 17. But I was 17. I don't believe that because you still look young. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you look young now. Yeah, um, yeah. good for you. I uh, was. <laughs> that's great. Well, we are excited that Oakland has extended their meeting yeah. to December and they yeah. are renaming one of the stakes to the Whitmore Stakes. And Whitmore is now at Oakland. They're hoping, I think he might be a lead out pony or. Um, oh, that's great. That'll be great. Yeah. That is awesome. that is Whitmore, awesome. one of the best sprinters I've ever seen. I've never seen him in person, but he's one of the best sprinters I've ever seen. Yeah. And good friend of ours of the show, our friend Vic Stoffer. Vic Stoffer, yeah. Announcer, um, good friend of our show. Um, I, I always think it's funny with the Whitmore thing, because if you just bet Whitmore and listen to Big Gary, and he talked about that, mm-hmm. um, he would have won that Breeders' Cup challenge. Yeah. He came in like said into that. Uh, but Vic, Vic, awesome guy. Vic, track yeah. and ask Thomas, you know him. I right? used to do impressions of him at school going something, and then I'd go, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Vic, Vic is fantastic. fantastic. Vic is a big help to young announcers, too. And yeah, Vic, will probably, Vic yeah, will probably get a hold of me later when he sees this and yell at me <laughs> for saying this. But Vic, Vic has been very influential. A lot of young announcers, if you ever reach out to Vic, he's very helpful to people. And that's why. You know, yeah. Vic and I follow each other on Twitter. Okay, good, good. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he he's dropped like fifty pounds or something like that. A he's lot, he's looking yeah. he's looking yeah. downright spelt. Yeah, he's looking good. Vic's, yeah, we were lucky he got enough. stung by a stingray. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we were literally like bumped into him into him at the uh, Breeders' Cup for yeah. a good like five minutes. We were able to chit chat, which was really cool. Funny he, story because he's been on the show a bunch of times and he's a friend of ours. And everything, but we've never seen each other, you know, in person because we're still waiting for his house to be built because we're going to play golf together. And it's still not done in hot springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I'm like, 
So, so I get out of the car. We're, we're waiting for our, we're getting our tickets brought to us. Uh, the Breeders' Cup, and here in an Uber, right on the side of us pulls up, and, I, and Vic gets out and says, "The Triple Clowns," and here it is, just <laughs> us and Vic's offer standing there. So it it pretty serendipitous yeah. that we saw Vic and uh, he was doing his, you know, the Breeders' Cup. But it's pretty awesome. Shout out to Vic, um, one of the one of the greatest, I think. Yeah. Definitely, especially when he called that earthquake at Hollywood Park way back when. Wow. One of the best calls ever. All right, yes. Let's go. We're going to recap the late pick four from Churchill's Saturday card, which we gave out on our show with CJ, um, which started with race nine, where, in the words of Tom, Tejano Twist. Tejano Twist. Took the win by Barber Road and Cool Papa G. Why you're not a track announcer. Tejano Twist. All I do is win. Tejano. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. We, we tried teaching We know Tom is. Tom doesn't know. He says Tejano. So um, this is why. It's like jalapeno. Same thing. Yeah, jalapeno. <laughs> you've you've caught the AJ virus. And uh, now you're pronouncing things again. Comes on five wide. Off the turn. Into the stretch. Chatelot down inside. Tenuous lead. Here comes Barber Road. And on the outside, Tejano Twist is kicking into gear. Hoist the Gold fights on between them. Cool Papa G down to the final 16th. Tejano Twist fighting with Barber Road. Tejano Twist takes the lead short of the wire. Barber Road tries to go with Tejano Twist. But Tejano Twist has won. But I did get I did get that race correctly. That's really all. That yeah, it was good. It was yeah, a chalk. Um, yeah. We was- all did. Uh we all faded Cool Papa G, who was pretty one of the favorites, too. So We did. We were off that. Um, in race 10, uh, which is a race that I think kind of shocked us. I d- killed me right off the yeah, bat. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dream Lift, followed by Yugiri in Sandstone, coming in third. Pressure in behind. They're off the turn. They're into the stretch. Yugiri cut the corner. Yugiri cut the corner and holds on to that lead. Sandstone trying to get by. Dreamlith continues to rally. Here comes Dreamlith coming after Yugiri. Sandstone fights on between them. 16th to go. Yugiri digs down deep. Dreamlith surges alongside and puts a nose in front. Dreamlith takes the lead and wins the Golden Rod. I singled Sandstone. I like Sandstone and I liked and I used Cancel this. I used uh, uh, CJ's, horse. CJ's horse. I almost said AJ. Yes. Oh my God, I'm sorry. Don't mix See, up thank, you know, thank God AJ doesn't have a horse. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I almost, I, I did, yeah, I used his horse because tough little fighter. Um, like I said, mm-hmm. he's not fast enough. Yeah. Um, but I and thought Sandstone, but CJ made a good point about Sandstone saying, you know, got loose last time and maybe won't well, get loose this time. Sand could not finish. I mean... Looked okay, but then just dropped back like Jamie Rodriguez is on the on it and just just faded. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That was a Kentucky Oaks prep. The points um, were weren't many, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, ten to ten first four. place. Yeah, because we're in the early stages of the road to the Kentucky Oaks and Derby. Starts to eat up right. with the Jerome on New Year's Day at the Big A. Yeah, it's like tiny, tiny, tiny. Then close. Yeah. And the next race, race eleven, was a Derby prep race. The Kentucky the Jockey Club. Yep. Smile Happy took the win there, which was really cool, followed by Classic Causeway and White Abario. Right in behind is White Abario begging for racing room. Vivar is trying to catch up too with Call Me Midnight. There's one for long to go. Smile Happy strikes the front of the eighth pole. Smile Happy comes away with the lead. Classic Causeway tries to go with him. Ben Diesel gives it up late. White Abario howling time, but Smile Happy has kicked it into high gear. And Smile Happy with a powerful performance wins by two and a half. I thought Classic Causeway was going to get loose. Didn't. We actually ran a good race for not getting loose on the lead with being in the rail, lightly, horse two, light, lightly raced two-year-old on the rail. It's always scary. Thought would have to go out and go to the lead and didn't, but ran a really good race. But uh, Smile Happy looked strong. Yeah. And the Kentucky uh, Jockey I, Club has produced uh, some well-known names. We saw Tis the Law in 19 get second place. He got second authentic in the 20 Kentucky Derby. And then in 09, we had Super Saver, who would go on to get Calvin Burrell his third derby win. So yeah. you never know yeah. who the Kentucky Jockey Club is going to produce. There you go. There it is. There it is. And Hold on for the siren. They coming after you, Randy? They're coming Every again. time we do a show, you notice that? Yeah. Like, that, well, yeah. I, we have hardly any crime here, I feel. But no, yeah. complaint, maybe. 
we also live like two blocks from the firehouse. So ah, yeah. oh my god, oh. Surprisingly, maybe we're just bad. used to it or something. It's really, really just just that bad. Show. It's every show. Yeah, nice. I actually text them saying, "Hey, we're recording," and they're like, "Great, we'll come by multiple times yeah. while you're recording." New, New York City was way worse. Queens was every five seconds. They have the weird like RoboCop siren though. They're, they're you have yeah. more of a traditional one. Yeah. Here it sounds like more of a traditional one. Yeah, and it sounds like uh, mine because I live like two blocks off of Georgia Avenue. And sometimes the ambulance and the police. I live two miles from a hospital also. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Oh, I'm glad I live in the boondocks. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up. Wrap up Churchill with race 12, where Marissa's lady took the win, followed by Matarea and Sweet Danny Girl. In behind while fourth, they're off the turn. They're into the stretch. Marissa's ladies come away with the lead. Here comes sweet Danny girl. Matt Terea needs to find a way through toward the inside. Clear sailing now. Bally Del Sol switched outside. One for long to go. Marissa's ladies still there. Matt Terea's rallying boldly down inside. Time is running out. Marissa's ladies still in front. Matt Terea keeps on coming, but time runs out. Marissa's lady won it by length in the end. Matt- Ashley had Monterea to win. I put two dollars to win on Monterea. That was a tough one. I had that Monterea, yeah. but killed uh, CJ. It, CJ had CJ. that horse. Yeah, that he was had it too. He had two, and he and he had that second and third horse. And yeah, and he played, and, and good for CJ. He played a uh, well, he played a dollar on it, but fifty cents would have been a four dollar and fifty cent ticket. He had the two he single came out he went single single. Yep. Came out pretty nice. Yeah, I, I had three out of four in that sequence. Of course, that that second race killed killed everybody i think except for seizure but yeah it was it was good i I was impressed with all the races um starting to gotta get feel the excitement because we're at churchill and these horses are going to be you know we're gonna we're gonna see these horses in may um we we were happy saver i really liked uh ben diesel which both randy and i kind of liked that i thought he was going to finish a little bit better but I think I think if he doesn't have that trip and he's that wide, he ran really well. I kind of picked Ben Diesel because I was hoping Travis would make like a Guardians of the Galaxy reference. (laughs) 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 That's great. Well, let's move to Laurel where they had three stakes races on Saturday, starting with race six, the City of Laurel Stakes. City of Laurel produced winners such as El Kabir, American Pharaoh Stablemate back in 2015. Pickin' Time. Uh, Pickin' Time, yeah. Yep. Followed by He's My Honey Badger in 3-2 Zone. Third and Plumman is right the fourth, and he's my honey badger trying to get going after dropping back on the turn and they're into the stretch with Pickin' Time just in front from three-two zone. Pickin' Time widens now. Pickin' Time one for a long left to go. He's my honey badger clear sailing on the far outside. Tries to roll home late. It is Pickin' Time. He's my honey badger closing on the outside, but time is running out. Pickin' Time. Pickin' Time to win a length and a half. And uh, Mike Sanchez won the. Maryland, Maryland Million Classic on Prandini. That, yeah, that that we Brad, you and I both had that horse. It paid relatively well, if memory serves me correctly. <laughs> well, let's go to race seven where we had the safely kept, where Bell of the North won, followed by fraudulent charge and street loop. Safely kept stakes, and it's fraudulent charge in front by two and a half. Juror number four, Street Loot reaching a between horses out in the center. Bell of the North from dead last, and she's kicking with a really nice rally. Bell of the North keeps on coming on the far outside. Fraudulent charge got to hold on for another 16th of a mile. Bell of the North charging on the outside. Bell of the North got her. Bell of the North. Bell of the North to win it by a neck. Bell of the North bred by uh, first racing's owner, Stronic Stables. Stronic, I mean, that's they're pretty good. Stronic, they own my home track, Laurel Park, Pimlico, Rosecroft. Yeah, they're doing yeah, a lot of stuff it. with ownership. I know yeah. that. I know yeah. That's yeah, and I also like what Aiden Butler's doing for the sport with First. Oh, I, so yeah. shout out to Aiden. Oh, oh, yeah. I do, I do. The only thing I didn't like about him was when he got rid of the downhill, but he brought it back. 
So yeah. And so now he's back in your good grades. Yeah, he's okay with me now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, Aiden's a little bit of a friend of the show. We're supposed to come on a couple times. We just never could get him. Yeah. He's a little busy, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what happens when you're the COO of a major racing chain? That is no excuse not to I come know. on the Triple Clowns. Well, really, the Triple no. Clowns should rate a little bit higher, but, you know, he has to do his job. JK plus one, the top yeah. racing to me, first over, which I was on with Edison Hatter. Shout out, Hatter. <laughs> there you go. That's right. a standard bird racing podcast for those of you who don't know. There you go. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, the yeah, final yeah. Race Addison's at- a good guy. Yeah, the final race at, uh, or yeah. excuse me, the stakes race at Laurel on Saturday was race eight. The Richard W. Small uh, record maker took the win there, followed by Working on a Dream and Shaq Queen King. Shaq Queen King pushing to an hour lead from Working on a Dream. Cord maker out of the middle of the track now has some momentum. And here comes Cord maker driving home with one furlong left to go. Has the lead from Working on a Dream who battles hard there with Shaq. Queen King back third of the inside. Cordmakers coming home. Cordmakers strong. Here's Cordmaker to take the Richard Small stakes to win by two. Cordmaker yeah. Victor Carrasco, very impressive ride. I like Shaq Queen King, who won at um, Delaware Park a few starts back. But Victor Carrasco, with the departure of Trevor McCarthy and the injury to Sheldon Russell, Victor's the best rider on the Maryland circuit as we speak. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that is, that's the the stakes races at Laurel, which was cool to have the big T on to go over those. Absolutely. Maryland representing, you know, I always have to remember there's racing in Maryland because I'm so far away. Uh, I have to do that. Tom shaking. I get this all the time. This is why I needed you to have big takes. I get this. (laughs) Tom had a team like gang up on Every show, Delaware, (laughs) Delaware, Maryland, Middle Atlantic, who, who would he, I wouldn't even race my dog at park. I got so I, I need it. I need. I don't have a say. dog, so it's never been said. I mean, Tom and Tom, you're kind of on a hiatus since Delaware doesn't start till right around Memorial Day with Maryland. I like the whole year-round thing. Uh, in oh, Laurel, yeah. we're going to be racing January to May. Then we have a short meet for the Preakness, yeah. yep. quick summer meet June, July at Laurel, and then an August meet at Pimlico. Then that. we've got the Maryland State Fair, which is my favorite, and then we wrap up the year at Laurel. See? Maryland has horse racing. See? Next go. <laughs> Told you, Tom. Well, um, yeah, Maryland bread. Next go, Cigar, Ben's Cat, this guy. See? There what else go. do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Larry Larry Collins? Come on. Cal Ripken? Cool. Oh, ooh, ooh, you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? whoop de doo Hey, you're no, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Isn't he the all-time leading scorer? Isn't he the only guy that has the most points in NBA? I can't even uh, Steph Curry's uh, catching up to him. Yeah. Uh, Steph's kind of... Settle down, Tom. Settle Lamar down. Jackson. I know. I know. I know. I just... I. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. So now that we have uh, Thomas Kearney on right now, the big T, uh, Shenandoah racetrack, track announcer. We always want to ask track announcers, track announcing questions. So let's go to it. Tom, do you want to start off with any question you could ask a track announcer? Real quick, short answers. It's fine. What would you want to ask a track announcer? Well, what was the craziest or what was the most difficult name you had to announce when you've been, when you've been, when you've been announcing? And did you, did you flub the name? Um, I haven't had to announce any difficult names yet, like Yakahika Mikadola or Puppy Monkey Baby. <laughs> so to answer your question, I haven't had any difficult names yet. Okay. No, hey, good answer. Just jinxed yourself. If I ever get a lot of money, I'm going to buy a horse and name it the most screwed up thing and run it there. Just so. I'm just telling you right now, Thomas, be ready. Be ready for Yakabugudnagada. He's coming. Uh, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> in fact, we learned tongue twisters in auctioneer school, so it kind of got me to do. I added Yakaheka Mikadola to the tongue twisters we warmed up with every day at auctioneer school. Kind of funny, you used what I was going with. That's that's actually uh, you, mm-hmm. you yeah. noticed that uh, old acting training right there. Uh, all right, uh, good for you. Auctioneer school. Yeah, that's interesting. See, this that's is what we were. Uh, that was the upon the recommendation of Travis Stone. He's a graduate of the Missouri Auction School, 
he learned diction and speaking and breathing exercises. So my first day at Monmouth, he recommended that to me. And during winter intercession in 2017, went out to St. Louis for a week and I got certified to auctioneer in the state of Missouri. Travis Stone, alumni of the Triple Clowns. Yeah. Uh, I was on here before. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That, I mean, that makes complete sense. I just never would have thought about that. Um, in fact, it was Travis who was standing right next to me as I called my first race. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. You guys are both young yeah. guys, too. So that's kind of cool. I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is there in fact, a- Travis's birthday is two days before mine. We just got to have a big Aquarius birthday. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ask a question. lot of great. Uh, <laughs> whatever. All right. Um, is there a track out there? Like, do you have a bucket list track that you want to call at? Churchill Downs. For standard breads, I got to call it the Meadowlands, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's taken care of. But for thoroughbreds, it's got to be Churchill Downs. Meadowlands, yeah, that's great. That's huge. Oh, yeah. In fact, there was this announcing workshop after I got hired at Shenandoah Downs. Uh, Ken Workington and Edison were doing it, and they had a bunch of these amateurs come in. And Edison had told everyone who I was. So before we started calling the qualifying races, everyone took a vote to whether or not I should lead off, and it was unanimous. So... I called uh, race number one of baby races in July. That's awesome. That's great. That is cool. That yeah. is cool. So standard bread bucket list is taken care of. Thoroughbreds is going to be Churchill Downs. And for quarter horses, probably Riadoso or Losal. Losal. There you go. We'll see you there. Or maybe Evangeline Downs so I can uh, put my uh, foreign language requirement to get used at the start of every race. Like, all right, so my turn. son, Patti. I'm going to go deep here. All right. Have you ever had to fart during a race? The microphone does not pick that up. Oh, yes. One time I yawned during a race. You have yawned. One time I yawned, my mic was still on. It was, uh, I think, uh, my second day calling to Shenandoah County Fair. I didn't realize that my handheld microphone was on as I was yawning, and then I heard hmm, faintly. Oh, and good. no, because for real, like I always wonder, like because I can't go without, like I don't really fart during the show. Um, but Jason like, or Beam, cough, or cough when or he was something. at Portland Meadows, Jason Beam had a grape eating contest, and the acid was getting to him, and he burped while burped while uh, his microphone was on, and while the horses were loading in. So I have never passed gas during a race. The microphone hasn't picked it up if I have, but I, no one has heard me pass gas except my parents and classmates <laughs> and those I work with. <laughs> and everyone who knows me. <laughs> That's right. And uh, there was an incident at Georgetown University, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I'll see you learn new things every day. That's why I ask the deep questions. Um, yes, that is deep. And yeah. that, wow. Like, how do you follow that up? Tom? I can't, I don't think, I think that's, that's the, kind of killed that's it. the best question to go, go uh, out on the, out on the end with, so to speak. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can top that one. I would, I would, I would ask you in all seriousness. I, I would uh, ask you like, so influencers, like who, who are your top five um, track announcers? Wow. Um, Larry Colmas, Tom Durkin, Dave Rodman, Sam McKee, and Pete Medhurst. All right. List, yeah. That's a great list. No, I mean, fair. every announcer has their own, has their each unique style. Um, I mean, I'd pick it up like by listening to some announcers and then develop my own way. Elvis did that similarly when he was developing his music style as a kid. Yeah. There you go. So what's the next step? I was asking you right now. Let's just go into that. What's the next step for you? Are you, you know, and I'm not saying where you are is like not low. I'm not going to say low level or anything like that, but advancement from, I mean, are you going to go to thoroughbreds? Are you going to just stay, stay there? What, 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 what do you look for doing, you know, without pissing off your um, employers right now by saying this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd still like to be involved in racing. I'm not sure where life's going to take me. Nobody has like a crystal ball that predicts what's going to happen, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm young. I'm going to be 25 in January. I've got a whole career ahead of me. So my ultimate goal would be the triple crown and breeders cup on NBC, but 
you never know. Yeah. And, well, and that's the wherever life takes me. That's the Super Bowl, right? I mean, that's the right. that that's what it's all about. <laughs> I mean, obviously. Larry and I grew up in the same hometown, so you never know. Exactly. There yeah. Go. There you go. That's great. Yeah, and Larry's a great like mentor and someone to know just for that. And yeah, then and then sure. you have the Breeders' Cup. Then you'll be calling the Breeders' Cup. I get, I'd like to see the Breeders' Cup at Laurel or Pimlico or even Hawthorne when they open the Racino. It's too cold, man. It's too cold. <laughs> well, they're going to like Keeneland next year. It is. Last of November. Uh, next year, it's going to be at Keeneland. I'm Keeneland. hoping to no. make it there, but you never know. Yeah, we'll be there, I'm sure. Um, Hopefully, we'll be there. Yeah, was, we were there this year. Actually, it was... Well, I say this is California um, term. It was cold Breeders' Cup. Oh, poor babies. It was about 62. That's cold at Del Mar. Um, That's a typical winter's day down at Gulfstream. Yeah. The championship season. Yeah. (laughs) My blood has thinned quite a bit since moving out of of New York City. So, (laughs) Um, but you said you had interest in going into politics. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up near the nation's capital and belonging to the White House Historical Association. Uh, there was even a sportscaster who was president. Do you know who that was? Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Very good. He, he in Indiana. Tom and I actually talked about that. Yeah. He uh, called Notre Dame football and yeah. Chicago Cubs games off the ticker tape. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we know what. I mean, if Reagan it's a is. sportscaster or a businessman <laughs> or a lawyer or a Amtrak passenger, um, I think I might have a shot. There you go. I think so. See, actually, Tom and I used to listen uh, to Ronald Reagan on the radio. <laughs> nothing is official yet, um, so I'm not sure. But just say, uh, usually the way the media puts it, publicly expressed interest. Yes. All right. Put. According to the U.S. Constitution, you have to be 35. I will be five days away from my 36th birthday, inauguration day 2033. So the earliest I could run is 2032. But a go. lot of factors depend uh, you never know. I feel, like, right. I feel like we should have wow. put the show out now because this might come back to haunt you. At some point, one of us <laughs> is going to do something really wrong. And Maybe the October and surprise. You associated with, with the likes of Randy and Tom. Then he gets president, ex-track announcer turns president of the United States. I like the ring of that. That's okay. Our right. course That's tourney wins in landslide. We'll be yes. long dead by that time. It's like another <laughs> years or something. Yeah, we'll be dead. But yeah, during the presidential election year in the month of October, there's something known as an October surprise. Yeah, well, you put Sarah. That could be either the COVID diagnosis, the Billy Bush tape, the Lyndon Johnson ad in 1964. The Triple Clowns interview. You never know. (laughs) Triple Clowns interview. That's going to be my October surprise. That will be. Yep, that'll be your your water. That's great. Well, you're in the perfect place to be surrounded by as much politics on all sides to kind of delve in and get your feet soaking wet there. No, absolutely. And congratulations, Thomas, uh, being a young guy and getting um, your feet wet in in horse racing with track announcing at a young age. It's fantastic. Um, You know, it seems like you have a great head on your shoulders for a lot of things. And uh, the world is your oyster, buddy. And you know, seems like you. I guess I was born under a lucky star. There you go. See, when you get old, like me and Tom, you just get hate the world, and we just live to go to sleep, uh, and that's about it. Uh, so, <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Yeah. Uh, so one. twenty years, twenty years uh, from now, we'll talk. But right now, I see the smile, and I, I see and the, I like it. I see the glint in his eyes. You know, he's yeah. not he's not broken weird. down like me and you. <laughs> Being down by the world. Uh, but no, absolutely. So thank you, Thomas, for coming on. Big T, um, a pleasure, man. Thanks uh, again for having me, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah thanks, awesome. Thomas. Appreciate yeah, it. yeah, we'll do something else sometime. Oh, and just a heads up, if you're going to be in the Laurel area on Saturday, we're going to have our Maryland Juvenile Championship races in the Philly and Colton Gelding division. We're also going to have our giving tree where you can get a chance to win a prize with a program purchase. And our toy drive for the Maryland Horsemen's Backstretch Association. If you bring a toy, you can get a free gift. It's the Give a Gift, Get a Gift program. I bought a uh, Nerf gun, which I'm going to give for the toy drive. It's a Laurel Park holiday tradition. That's fantastic. That is so cool. Yeah, they're also doing a road trip. 
they're also doing that uh, thing with Victor and trackside Mike. The backside uh, thing? Uh, yeah, sad and sulky. Yeah, where, where the, the backside, uh, backside stretch workers um, give, there's a yeah. kid, there's something out on I remember that. shared it a couple times. Um, and it's it's great. It's just, you know, I, I even shared this morning, like, hey, with all those winnings over the weekend, send them something to uh, one of our own, like one of the back stretch workers. It's Laurel's doing a lot of cool stuff for, for kids and, yeah. and everything. That's awesome. They do the gift to get tour drive is fun, breakfast with Santa. Holidays are happening time at Laurel Park. I want to go. <laughs> That's really far. Well, our tracks are, I mean, we can go to Los Alamitos. I don't think they're doing Yeah, Los Al opens on uh, Friday. Friday. But they're holiday meet. Because we might have a horse running in the uh, Bayacoa on Sunday. Yeah, Bayacoa Sunday. Sunday. That's right. And uh, you get to listen to Michael Rona. We do. That's right. It's Michael Rona, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the uh, most requested announcers I got asked to impersonate in school. That's funny. Him, because... Trevor Denman, Richard Grunder. I mean, I don't know what it is about like the American announcers like Tom Durkin or Travis Stone or Larry Colmus, the uh interesting announcers. Uh every announcer is interesting, but the ones they asked for were Grunder, Rona, Denman, and the beginning of Tony Kalo's calls. And, uh, and there they go. And they got to watch a few races with Tony when I visited Finger Lakes back in 17. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's fun stuff. That is, that is. Um, but yeah, so check that out at Laurel yeah. uh, Park. Everything going on. That's awesome stuff. Obviously, Christmas for the kids, everything good like that. So I'm sure you can go to the website and check that out and go to Laurel Park because it's what's going on. Bring a gift um, and don't let it be a losing ticket, Tom. <laughs> uh, that's not a gift. That's not a toy. But uh, no stuffed animals, please. No stuffed animals. Yep. No stuffed animals either. That um, makes a lot of sense. So yeah, check them out. Make sure you follow the big T on Twitter. We'll be putting his Twitter handle uh, right at Thomas E underscore Kearney. Uh LinkedIn and Stable Duo, Real Thomas Kearney. There you uh, go. Even on Stable right. Duo. Love that. That's great. Absolutely. Cool. All right, Thomas, thank you so much for coming on. Follow. All right. Me. Thanks again, Triple Clones. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely, our pleasure. Um, oh, you know, uh, you're welcome here anytime. Obviously, and uh, we'll keep in touch and listen to him. Uh, yeah. Call his races and keep an eye out for him because uh, he's gonna be running for president. If you guys didn't know, that's yeah. It's a first. nothing official yet. Do not announce. I have not yeah, filed with the FEC. I have not made a final decision. <laughs> it was a little bit. I love we it. got things to get cleared up first. I but love it. I yes. love it. Yeah. Um, and for us at the Triple Clowns at DJ Nation, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, and we'll see you later. Thanks, everybody. Bye.